Golight presents Average Joe and the Pro. Go ahead. Go ahead. It all kicks off right here. This is Average Joe and the Pro. And we're underway. Hello and welcome to Average Joe and the Pro. This is episode seven. I'm Gary. And I'm Connor. You were quick to the mark yes. this time. Well done. <laughs> Uh, today we're going to be talking to Rory Hale, Cliftonville midfielder, and wow, what a chat it was. The chap is absolutely hilarious. Some brilliant stories. He goes in-depth and, you know, some things he shouldn't have said, but look, hey, we're leaving it in the podcast. We'll get to that in a few minutes' time. But before we start, what I want to do is I want to talk about one thing. I want to talk about Porrick Quinn's message to us during the week. He sent you a WhatsApp message about how loud our <laughs> intro is. Here's the message. I don't know if he can fix it, and it's not necessarily a complaint, right? But you know, like at the intervals, as I call them, and the ads come on and it goes to average Joe and the pro, that thing is so fucking loud. Like, I know the place is called Go Loud, but Jesus Christ, there'll be people going fucking deaf if they don't calm that a small bit. Like, because I wouldn't, I'm not a fan of loud things. Like, I wouldn't have the podcast too loud. And next thing that thing comes on and it's like, average Joe and the pro. Holy fuck! I nearly crashed the car the two times to get on and shit myself. <laughs> he's just raw isn't he <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm taking it into account I'm going to talk to our producer aka me and I'm going to turn them down a little bit I'm going to turn them down a little bit so everyone's happy so no one so everyone can drive home safely okay um before we get into the podcast, I have a question for Connor. And Connor, as I am our resident producer, you are our agent. You are the one who gets the guests. You're the most important man on the podcast, and we love it. How do you pick and choose who you're getting? Yeah, well, the, fir- the first few were, you know, there was kind of a Galway team. Yeah, we have been accused. Um, and we touch on, touch on it in this pod, uh, this episode. Uh, but yeah, like I try and get lads that have kind of had a bit of experience in the league. Um you know, a bit of experience even across the water and ones that I know would be able to speak and and have a, so far, be able to hold a conversation and not afraid to talk about that kind of stuff. Um, but then there's some, when I don't I don't know them fully, you know, like yeah. Dinny I only met three weeks ago, yeah. four weeks ago, um, but Dinny was a brilliant, brilliant guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, so... Because um, you know why I asked this? Because I often wondered it myself, like, how is Connor getting on to these lads? I, I logged on to our um, Instagram there last week. I, I went into our, our messages, our private messages. Who do I see? <laughs> Connor Messian, Gavin Bazunu. Well, Gav, you're around next Tuesday for podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of chat, I chat to my arm with a cup. <laughs> I was like, how good would Gav Bazunu be, yeah. be to get on? Like, I was like, surely he checks his DMs every once in a while. Yeah, yeah okay. he still hasn't seen it. No, he's not going to ever see it. So Connor's like, okay, he's getting these boys on. This is great. How's he doing it? Log into the Instagram, and there it is. Gavin Bazunu. Well, Gav, what's the crack? You round next choose. <laughs> Never met or talked to the man in his life. Ireland's oh. best goalkeeper. Maybe Ireland's best player for the next 10 years, and you're just dropping random DMs. He probably saw that and went... What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> no, like to to be fair, I'm just using my contacts really kind of at the moment. Um, yeah, using contacts and then not afraid to uh, like that. Just drop them a message. The worst they're gonna say is no. Like, yeah, you know. And um, I would love to get Gav Bazunu on. There we are. Anyone who is in contact with Gav or anyone, <laughs> anyone whose DMs are checked by Gav. Give him a shout, we'll get on to it. But anyway, this podcast isn't about goalkeepers. This podcast is about midfielders, and it's about Cliftonville FC's finest, Rory Hale. An absolute pleasure talking to him. Here's the podcast. Average Joe. 
and the pro. Average show and the pro, episode seven. It is an absolute pleasure and a delight to welcome Rory Hale to the show. Rory, how you doing? All good, mate. Yourself? Ah, sure. Look at the two of us are absolutely flying it. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to need a translator, I think, uh, <laughs> to start <laughs> to start the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, we'll, but we'll see how it goes we'll see oh. how it goes <laughs> I'll be able to understand a wee bit anyway yeah. I'll try and talk as slow as possible right so <laughs> Rory we start the podcast uh, every single time with this one question this question is always the same it's, Rory when did you know you were going to be a pro Um, obviously when I got my first uh, contract in England like, but uh, probably about 15. I was on trial everywhere at a young age, like obviously through the Northern Ireland and playing for Cliftonville. Um, and I ended up doing my cruise shoot on the Victory Shield. Um, so the Victory Shield back in the day was, was the big tournament from under 15. So I'll be on Sky Sports and all. Yeah, so I remember. England, Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales. And I remember. <laughs> Remember, I was, I'm the same size now I was when I was 14. I'm about five foot six. I'm growing an inch. <laughs> and I remember Ru, Ruben Loftus Cheek, he was about six foot nine, built like a shit house. Here's me, I'm going to empty him here first few minutes of the game. <laughs> Come in, bang. Come in, 50 50, while Dumb McCruise at 14, limped off after five minutes in the match. Oh and I had to get an operation. I was out for a year. No, so me acting hard and this wee skinny run trying to empty Loftus cheek and <laughs> like whacking off a fucking brick wall just bounced straight back at me and bang opened up a cruise ship <laughs> that is definitely so, um, so I never expected the answer to that question when I said when did you know you were going to be a pro it was I when I did my cruise ship <laughs> slide tackling Ruben Loftus cheek maybe one of my favourite answers ever <laughs> But I, I was after that injury. I didn't think I was. Um, I didn't think I was actually going to get a contract anywhere because obviously it's different. It's different now. But um, this is near over ten years ago. Like you'd, uh, if you didn't get a contract by sixteen, that that was it. Like you, you'd had to go play Irish league or you'd rarely play. But I managed. I managed to get a contract on the actual last game of the season over in England. Um, I played against Man City for Villa. And I managed to get a contract. I think I got like a hot trick that game back when I was a striker, but I lost all the pace. Um, <laughs> striker, yeah. That's back when I was a goal scorer and a striker. And then obviously the knee, I lost my. I was a, I was like a greyhound back in the day. Like I was a proper whippet down the lane and chase off like a mini Vardy. <laughs> um, but I ended up doing the cruise and I lost my my yard of pace and I ended up dropping back. But that's that's when so. About 15, 16. So you knew then, you were at Villa, you'd scored your hat-trick. Like you said, you're a whippet yourself. What was the Villa experience like for you? I can't complain too much about it, but I had about fucking six or seven managers. Yeah. Um, back when, that's when Villa was when finishing 17th in the Prem. And yeah. I think the money, managers went through was Lambert. I, I actually said when Lambert was manager, so he'd like me. Um. And then you had Tim Sherwood, Remy Gard, Eric Black, Dean Matteo, Steve Bruce. Or it was just, it was like you took two steps forward and 25 steps back. You just couldn't get a run of things. And every manager was getting sacked after six months. And then a certain manager would bring all the French boys in. And then someone would bring all the English. It was just. Yeah, hard to get. Hard but to it get is a what it is. Like. Well, you know yourself. 
Yeah, so the championship, they ended up bringing in Di Matteo and give him a big wage bill. And he ended up bringing championship established players in, and like Conor Hurahan, Henry Lansbury. And then they still had the seven or eight midfielders that they brought in from the season before. So mm-hmm. it was it was getting nowhere. Yeah, tricky for you, Rory. And then, obviously, um, Di Matteo got sacked, didn't he? And, and Steve, Bruce, yeah, Steve, yeah. Steve Bruce came in. How was your relationship with, with him? Yeah, Steve Steve Bruce was, was the one who probably gave me my first crack at, at the first team. I was up there full-time with them. I was training every week. I was in the squads. Um, but even just, we left it really late because they were going for the playoffs at the time and the, the, we were in late in the season. As you know, if you finished in, in 13th, you get a couple of weeks off early. Yeah. Um. So I was in and around and the seasons was over everywhere else and he basically just said there was about 10 midfielders ahead of you in the packing order and we're going to have to let you go here me fuck cheer you haven't given me much time to fucking go and get a club here like every fucking season's over yeah yeah Jesus um, yeah like you, you probably would have you would have appreciated that maybe in obviously maybe Steve Bruce wasn't in charge in January like but you would have appreci- appreciated that a lot more if you got a few months notice well everyone had said even like the, I was captain of the 23s at the time and uh, he was Cam McDonald was really good to me, and he was like, "They'll probably offer you a new contract here, and I'll send you on loan next season." I can't see them fucking just letting you go. You've been brilliant. You're you're in the squads. I remember being in the squad against Fulham on the Saturday, and on the Monday I got Player of the Month for April in the Barclays Premier League Two, and then released the next Mad. morning. Wow! Hear me, fuck! I've had some weekend now. <laughs> <laughs> Every hangs for that best month of my life, and then bang, out you get. <laughs> that must have been more confusing to you than trying to organise this Skype today. <laughs> and I'm doing it on my phone too, and I have a laptop. I haven't even know how to open the laptop. <laughs> okay, so before we leave the villa situation, there, um, you would have been yeah. in the squad in the team around the same time that Jack Grealish was there as well. What was he like from an early yeah. age? You just knew what he was he was going to do, and you still couldn't stop him. I think Watson and I, that's the way he was when we were 16 and 17. He was just dancing around players. And first time we watched him properly and played with him properly, we, we, we were away to Bolton. And um, he wasn't actually meant to play because he was playing for the, they called the under-23s now, but it was reserves on the Monday. He was only on the bench. We were 2-0 down away to Bolton, and they brought him on at half-time. He got a hat-trick for oh. 3-2. And it was just too easy for like him. Like. I, I, one of the best players I've ever even watched. And was he? Is he a good lad, um, Rory? Well, he like? was a great lad, and he a bargain as well. Oh, he's brilliant. Me and me and my mate Kev, Kevin Toner. You've probably he's playing over in Spain at the minute, but he was a fellow of me. He was my best mate there, and we would go out every nearly every Saturday night. Me and him would just hit the town. We went to this place called Bushwhackers, which would be like the nightclub that's open after the nightclub, so it's like the three a.m. the six a.m. one. <laughs> um, and me, me and Kev were just in, and we wouldn't really be taxing everybody, where's everyone for me, and him would have a good crack, and we would head out ourselves. So we're up at the bar, and Kev's getting the drinks in for me and him, and I get this big happy slap around the back of the fucking nut, and I turn around, here's me, I'm going to fucking go, man, who sat there? I turn around, it was, and it was Jacko, it was Jacko and Tyrone Mings, and I went, fuck, well, what's happening, and all your schools right, come on into the, 
the VIP here. Here's me. Oh, it's sweet. Your cave's grabbing a drink here. And he went, there's bottles in here. Here's me. No, no, it's sweet. Cave's grabbing it. And all of a sudden, Jack just whipped out 40 quid. Bang, left it on the hang. Leave them drinks. You're coming in here. Give me fuck up with this. I'm going to get in. Bouncer, nope. It's full in here. It's full in here. You just can't get in. I say, great, it's sweet, don't worry about it, we'll just split back out. Next thing you know, Jack's coming out with two birds around him, just going, right, out just get, use two in, just get. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> the two birds out, through me and Kev in, me and Kev sitting there like lords, and me, where's that bottle of goose? <laughs> 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 um, Brilliant. He's always... He was always good. Like, I, like he was always 100% with us, the boys and, and Luke Dathers, you know what I mean? All yeah. stuff like that there. Yeah. Oh, Sounds God. like a great lad. I, I, <laughs> when you were at Villa as well, your brother Ronan, um, who, we'll, who we'll discuss a little bit more in the pod later on, he's playing for Birmingham, isn't he? He moved. Also, on my second year, he was moving over. I So I was over our two years already. There was a two-year difference between us. That must have been nice, Rory, obviously, to be in the one city with your with your brother, like, you know, away from home, and then Ronan moves over. Like, probably unexpected, really, to actually both land in the one city with two different clubs. Yeah, t- killing two birds with one stone for the parents and all coming over as well. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking have to fly over to London and then take a train up to Birmingham. So and then same face versa when all the boys are coming over as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's plenty of things we'd have all our mates come over and his mates would just book on the same trip. And like I say, killing two birds with one stone for a night out as well. That was the most important bit. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, obviously, Rory, there you said that uh, Bruce didn't leave you much time to find a club. Um, and I suppose that's how the League of Ireland kind of came into picture then. Yeah, I remember, um, so this was about late April, um, coming into May, and the seasons are, are all over. I remember going to West Brom, uh, Tony Poulos was the gaffer there, and I remember training for about three days, and we hadn't going to get a fucking kick here on the stage of all these boys, and he looked at me and he said, what position are you a striker? And he sat there mid, and he just went, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I went, fuck. You've just wasted three days of my life, <laughs> you fucking root. <laughs> um, I ended up going to Cambridge. And Cambridge offered me like fucking £400 a week or something to be living in a house with five or people and all. And I went, that's ah, not for me. And then I remember going up to Dundee United to see what that was like. And I found it into the Dundee United thing. And there was fucking 20 people living in the same house. Oh. And then they're fucking... It's just first-team players living in this house and all. That's crazy. And their names written on cartons of milk in the fridge. Oh, and no. Bread and all. Here's me. When's the next flight out at Dundee or wherever <laughs> I flew into Edinburgh? So here's me. Get me on that train down to the airport. I'm staying here. Um, and then I remember Gene uh, Keegan got in contact with me from Galway. And he said, listen... I need a midfielder here and you're going to play first team football um, if you want to come down till the end of the season and I went alright oh, fuck it be, listen, I've ran about everywhere at different clubs here's me I made as well I'm getting promised to play here so yeah. here's me I went down there and never looked back it was probably the best place I've ever been to they do share the milk in Galway do you know they're good people <laughs> I lived in a madhouse like they didn't share no milk <laughs> 
<laughs> so come here, right? We what I'm going to do is I'm going to skip over Galway. I know you're like, why are you skipping over Galway? Because of Connor, this is a very Galway heavy podcast, and we've been <laughs> accused of being a very Galway centric podcast, nonstop Galway, Galway, Galway. So I had a few mad stories from Galway too. Never mind then. Let's go back to Galway. <laughs> no, you're all right. You want to skip it? We'll go to that. <laughs> Average Joe and the Pro. Like, how did the move come about to get to Derry, Rory? Like, from obviously you played like the last ten games of Galway went really well, but like, how did Kenny Shields like? Was he just interested in midfield or like how how did that come about? Yeah, I remember we we actually played Dundalk on my last game for Galway, and I had a stormer. And I remember Shane, obviously Shane was trying to keep me at Galway at the time, but it was Division 1. Um, and I, I remember him ringing me saying that uh, Stephen Kenny's on to me here. He's, he's looking at a centre midfielder. Um, Robbie Benson's actually leaving tomorrow to go to St. Johnson. And I said, oh, I'm meeting Kenny Shane tomorrow about Derry. And he said, oh, the Dock will be top of the league, league winners and all. Yeah. It'll be, be brilliant for you, like. And I said, I know, but I've Derry were in Europe and had more chance of playing at Derry. Um, I know yourself, Robbie Benson, fucking one of the best sentiment figures in the league. Yeah. Hearing me be a hard start there every week. So I went and met Kenny and Derry offered me a really good deal and uh, signed for Derry the next day. And then that day when I was driving back from Derry, it said Robbie Benson signs new extension at Dundalk. I mean, fuck me if I signed for him as yesterday. I'd be fucking sitting Jesus, on the bench for an yeah. hour. Oh. Um, so... Just things work out like that in football, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's bad luck, sometimes it's good luck. You, you take a, a bad with a good, you know what I mean? And um, I had a bit of good luck there, thankfully. And I probably had my best season of football to date at Derry City under Kenny. Yeah, you had a great, you had a great year. You played, you played nearly every game, Rory, I'd say, did you? That's that season. Yeah, every game. And um, well, every game, except I had a few suspensions from a few yellows, but. Um, <sighs> We had, a, we had a great first half of the season and then the team got dismantled. Um, fucking Roland Curtis went to Portsmouth. Um, yeah. Can't fault that. He was brilliant. Um, and then Rory Patterson went to Crusaders. Um, and then we just had mad injuries and we started to tail off a bit. But it was a, a brilliant season. Like the League Cup final and Europe winning out in Belarus and all. It was just one of them. Mad first proper season at the uh, first team level. Like. Yeah. Uh, that would have been the first ahead, time, man. Rory, that uh, you would have played at Ronan. Yeah, uh, except from kids' football, I would have been the first day. We, we managed to get them on loan. Um, it was only meant to be till the summer, and then we obviously got it extended till the end of the season. But he, um, he was, he was, he started like a house on fire. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I remember him. It was the first night in the new Brandywell, and he, he scored a hat trick. Yeah, I remember. Like, but obviously, at, a, at such a young age, it's hard to consistently play good at, at first team level. You know what I mean? He, he tailed off a bit and he didn't know how to cope with it and then started on fire again and then went off again. So it's just that consistency. But um, he was absolutely brilliant for the first five or six months. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you topped off a great season then by winning the League Cup. Um, oh, and, I, and, and you won it in the Brandywell as well, which, which was obviously nice to do. It was... It was Sunday, like even just because it's your first medal as well, your first trophy, your first final. And I remember actually the semi final was even bigger because we had beat Slago. Um, we had beat Slago with half a team, 
we, we actually played Sligo on the Friday and we had 15 players or so. I remember we didn't have enough players for the bench and we had to get a load of the kids up. And then on the Monday, we had two players suspended from the Friday game. So it was even cut even more short on the Monday game. Um, and we managed to win 1-0 away to Sligo and we're, we're walking off a pitch and someone shouts, fucking Dundalk's been beat by Cove Ramblers. Alex, what do you mean? <laughs> Cove beat Dundalk? <laughs> joke, wind us up and somebody said it was no, oh, it'd be five or six nil or something. I mean, I swear to God, Cove Ramblers beat Dundalk 1-0, so it made it even more. Yeah. And I go, fuck, Dundalk or Cove in the final? You know what I mean? I don't know who the fuck I'd rather <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, and then the day of the final, it's about just take, getting the job done, you know what I mean? Don't let the... I remember fucking... I went 1-0 up and we racked the place. Went mad. Next time you know, Cove scored. And we went, oh, fuck, what do you want to do here? We had us on rope for about five minutes. Um, and then we managed, to obviously, to win 3-1. And it was just a brilliant day. Obviously, first cup final, you remember it the most. It's the most important one, like, but uh, what a day, oh. Brilliant. And what a night. I can't really remember the night. So <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's it's always nice when you have um, a family member, like with you and Ronan playing together. Um, for those team nights out, it's always fun having a family member there as well, isn't it? That guy does my head in, so he does. He just gets too steaming. He's slurping everywhere and all. He does my head in. <laughs> You'd be minding you him. The baby sit. Get the baby set him. <laughs> Here, be right. You can shoot on. I'll sit here with the rest of the boys. I can be just touching on that as well. So, a lot of the questions we got in um, on Instagram were about yourself and Rowan potentially playing together. Now, I know um, last night the deadline, and you guys have the, the, a similar deadline as, as they do in the UK, so UK deadline. Um, so, it's, it's, tr- it's dramatic stuff. Like, it goes all the way down to the wire. You never know what's going to happen. And that, for you, is the experience that you lived because I saw. On Twitter last night, uh, Ronan, your brother, was linked to your current club, Cliftonville, and obviously you playing there now. You were nearly together again. What was that like? Uh, I was I was praying to get it done. Um, unfortunately, it just it was just too too late and too late in the day. Obviously, um, Limfield made a, a bid for him, which was accepted by Lauren. Um, but uh, it it made his mind up that he wanted to go to Cliftonville. Um, Obviously, he's a Clemmel man. He's I'm at the Reds. Our family are Clemmel fans. Um, and he, he just wanted to go to Clemmel, and unfortunately, it didn't work out. But hopefully, hopefully again, um, you can maybe try next season. But isn't it mad though how how clubs leave it till deadline day? Always. How, how it's like, you know, you have thirty one days. Yeah, and more in the summer, you have like three <laughs> months. And it's like the last day. It's like right, let's get Forlan in. Yeah. He's forty seven. <laughs> But obviously, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He popped into my head. But obviously, the 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 clubs are thinking that this is where people panic and they might overpay or they might underpay. Like that's the only logic thing I can think of. It it might be a case of they're saying no, 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 and then it gets to the last day, and you're going right. We have a day to go. We'll take the fifty, sixty, a hundred, whatever it yeah. is. Um, but no, I definitely wouldn't want to be a manager on deadline day trying no. to do ads. Yeah, fair. No. Especially because it's like a domino effect. You're waiting for one domino to fall and then everything else can happen, do you know? And if that doesn't happen, like what happened with you guys, it's down to the wire then, do you know? And unfortunately, yeah. it didn't, it didn't, um, 
it didn't happen this time. But I will request one thing off the hails, right? When, cool. if it does happen that you're playing uh, together again for for Cliftonville, or if he go if he moves to Cliftonville and everything works out, uh, we want the two of you on the pod, and we want some brotherly stories. That's what we want. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you'd be lucky getting a hello word of him. <laughs> Shit, sir. <laughs> He's going to be listening to this going, I'm getting nothing but slander. He's going to come on next week and defend himself. <laughs> he just about get five words out of him, so you must. He's completely different to me. I don't fuck up. He would be sitting, oh, Jesus. He'd be trying to fucking pick the words out of his mouth. <laughs> Unless you get him a few pints, like you were saying. He's slurring away. Then. <laughs> oh, and then he talks shady. <laughs> Um, to leave Derry, Rory, was that a difficult decision for you? Kenny had actually offered me a new, uh, I think it was three-year contract. I remember he was, he was under pressure, like we ended up tailing off at the end of the season, and he was under real pressure, and he was he ended up leaving. I think the last game of the season, so he ended up getting sacked. Um, and he brought me to the club, so he was the one who had got my confidence under, and I didn't know who the other manager was going to be, either, who they were going to bring in, and it was going to be a local manager, a foreign manager, anyone. I didn't really want to sign a three-year contract with a manager that I don't know who's coming in, don't yeah. know if I'm going to be playing. Um, and Crusaders come in with, um, I really, well, couldn't turn it down. Yeah. It was a two-and-a-half-year deal. that They had just won the league. Um and they were struggling in the league at the, at the time and they needed a midfielder. It was close to home. It was full time. It's two minutes down the road. Clemble's main rivals. But at the time, I was young. I was only 21. So I, I didn't think twice about it. I thought I want to move home. I haven't lived at home for over six years. I was away in England. I was down Derry, Galway. Here's me. I want to live at home for a, a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and then went to a cruise and I took us from there. And uh, obviously then... A uh, couple of years of Crusaders um, played that played that European game against Wolves. I remember, I remember seeing a picture of you and Joe Moutinho in the middle, and I was like, "This is." I was playing with Rory two years ago, and, and now he's we- playing against <laughs> Joe Moutinho. But uh, I was bodying Joe Moutinho to the move out of my way. <laughs> Give me that ball, Howie nah, Joe King of fucking near him. Really? Was he class? Like, is he? Ah, oh, best player I've ever played against. Wow. Well, him and him and Carzola. Santi Carzola when I was at Villa he was fucking it was like running in quicksand trying to catch him looks wow. like a wee fat chubby he can tell you what he's not <laughs> that's what people say about me he's as well not. but they don't say no he's not at the end <laughs> <laughs> yeah fucking that that was I remember we had actually done well over there with 2-0 um, 2-0 we got beat and I remember the the, way, the second leg, we were at home, and we went 1-0 up after like five minutes. And I remember all the Wolves fans were behind the goal, and Seaview's like a quite small stadium. It would remind you of, um, it would be quite like drop at the stadium, so it's really nice and tight and tight, compact. Yeah. And um, fuck, we, we were just looking, and you could see like all the Wolves ones were fucking bricking it. The place erupted 1-0 up against Wolves, and... I remember looking over at the big manager, what do you call him? Um, you know, Espirito Santo. You know, and he was just like this here. And, like, <laughs> and all the Wolves fans behind the net were like, what the fuck happens now? <laughs> and we were all like, oh, fuck mad. We're all nil up against Wolves. And it must have been about 14 seconds later, Real Jimenez, 40 yards out, boom in the top corner, one each, tied on. 
about 30, 40 yards, bang, straight in the back of the net. There's me, fuck, that was good while it lasted anyway. Sorry, <laughs> in like a minute. We didn't even touch a ball, it was straight from centre. Out, bang, four passes, half a yard, bingo. You me, fuck's sake. That was good crack, like. Yeah. <laughs> Best 10 seconds of my life. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so you end up at Cliftonville. How does that happen? Because you're yeah. saying yourself, there's a rivalry there. Take us through that. So, I um, I actually signed a new... Th- I was doing really well at the cruise. Um, and then I signed a new three-year contract in the summer. And uh, we had a big falling out with a manager um, in one of the games, and then I just never kicked the fucking ball until about December. So that was from August or maybe September till December, three months in that plan. So um, I handed in a transfer request, um, and Crew Cliftonville were sixth at the time, and Crews were second, Lauren were top. So um, I, he said I wasn't able to. The club said that they couldn't sell me to a, a, a title rival at the time, which mm-hmm. was Larne, and it was full time, and that's where Ronan was. So it was close to going to Larne. Um, but obviously, two clubs couldn't agree because they were ahead of them in the table. So they, they ended up going, well, Clem were sitting sick for the minute. Not really going to affect our position. Um, but obviously, you go to Clemble, it might help Clemble beat Larne or Limpfield, for example. So Clemble was the next best option for me. And I, I haven't looked back since I've done it. It's been probably the best decision that I've made. Because I could have sat there on the bench and pick up my pounds and, and whatnot. But it was just depressing me, sitting there not playing when I should be playing. Yeah. Um, and then I went to Clemble and Clemble have looked after me ever since. Yeah, and uh, obviously, like, that that decision to to leave Crusaders just after signing a three year deal would have been would have been tricky. But as you said, the falling out and the not playing it makes your life a lot easier and decision a lot easier to go and play. Even if it is a team that is maybe lower down in the table, like you need to be playing. You know, you're in your early twenties, still you know mid twenties, whatever it is. You know, you need to be playing football. I uh, and you know what, I was just getting. I was just getting fed up and um, Clifford, I think the bid ended up being about 30 odd thousand that they ended up having to pay which is big money for Cliftonville like mm. Cliftonville would be known as to going to buy transfer fees you know what I mean so that was a big incentive for me to go right fuck they're pushing the boat out here to actually get me here you know what I mean no one else like the clubs are saying oh, I will do it we'll do it but Cliftonville actually went out and done it so it was me right definitely had, I only wanted to go back to Cliftonville after that yeah brilliant and Rory, would you say like having played in the League of Ireland, having played in the in Northern Ireland now as well, is there a difference in standard, like game wise? Yeah. There is. Yeah, massive, massive difference. The League of Ireland would be would be miles ahead at the minute, yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah, miles ahead. Um, and I think even just from watching them. Um, the, the wee tournament that they try to start up over the last year I think yeah. it was fucking nine one in aggregate or something yeah, with Dundalk. Dundalk when Dundalk were piss poor at the time like they were having a terrible season so it just showed you the golf quality like Dundalk or they weren't great last season yeah. and I think they still I think they won like 7-0 or something in one of the games um, but even it's, it's completely different whereas down south it's all tactical the games are really nil each, one nil, 
one each. There's no real yeah. like up here. It's, you're getting five four and four three. It's fucking <laughs> like a basketball match. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I have a question just popped into my head there. Uh, right, listen but, to this. Right, so you've played with Connor, so you know what he's like. He's a good, tidy little footballer. I always say, good looking chap can get around the pitch. Uh, you had a transfer fee on your head of thirty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. What's Connor going for? Oh my god. Who, who are you playing for now? Connor Van Harps? No, no, Wexford FC. Wexford FC. Here we go. Wexford? For 30 quid? Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake. <laughs> Cheers, Rory. Fucking hell. Gets me half a tank of diesel uh, down there. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm only joking you, Connor. I'm only joking you, man. I'll message you after this and say, sorry. <laughs> Average Joe and the Pro. Uh, okay, so at this time of the pod, what we'd like to do is ask a couple of questions that came in on our Instagram. Your fans, the fans of the pod and everything have got onto us and they want to they want to ask you a couple of things. Now, most of the things that were asked were asked on deadline day, so a lot of them were questions we've already asked about yourself and your brother playing again together. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a look and see if we pick the bones out of them. Is that okay? Go ahead. Do, do, do. Question one from Alexander underscore dot Davison. Would you ever move to Larn? No. Okay. Do you still drink vodka and wicked? That's from uh, Shawnee OG. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> that's a good story now. I'll actually tell you the story. I'll tell you the story when we're at it. He's a funny fucker. So Sean, <laughs> Shawnee OG was the keeper at the cruise. And uh, we actually won the, the cup at, at the cruise. We beat Limfield 4-3. I know 4-3 in a cup final madness. Um, <laughs> and we were, in the, we were in the social club after and down at the cruise, it's all been built up, so it's an unbelievable bar now. So, free drink all night. Sean's got like the wee uh, piece of paper where you're writing all the drinks down. So, like Magners one, Vodka uh, WKD one, and uh, Ogres is so obviously two people wanted like two pints of let's say Heverly or Magners, whatever it was. So, he put down one and a one as a dice. Yeah. And the woman come down with a tray of 11 pints of Magnus and went, where are these all going? And uh, we all just went, and me and Hoogers looked at each other and went, say fuck all, don't be saying nothing, just put the fucking drink on the table and say nothing. So there was about 20 odd bottles or pints sitting on the table. And the woman goes, is there anything else missing here? And I went, I looked at Sean like that, and he looked back at me, here's me, oi, an 11 WKD and Fuggers. <laughs> And your woman come down with eleven wickets in buggers, and we all just went, "This is fucking mad." Saying nothing, there's about four hundred quid worth of drink here in about twenty minutes. You should have seen the stadium standing out. Oh my god, amazing! Our our Ronan, our Ronan was hanging out the back of a toilet, being sick everywhere. <laughs> but uh, Ronan's getting so doing. <laughs> that was here what a story but yes I still drink a WKD and a bag <laughs> would you ever consider going back to England Rory that's from Dean McChee I did I did played really well to cruise I, I, we were top of the league at the time I had a few clubs coming to watch me um, in January and I remember I remember some of the clubs I think Hull were one of them and, and brother may have been another one and I done my knee I done my medial away to Dungannon in December and I wasn't back till fucking March. Um, and then COVID hit. Ah. So I never kicked the ball from, uh, let's see, December till September. Um, 
And by that stage, you've, you've missed a full year of football. COVID hit, teams got relegated, teams, managers got sacked. So all the, the three shirts that I made had all got sacked or got fucking relegated. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had a bit of bad luck there, but no, not at the minute. Another question is, Oren Casey14 says, who is the worst fringe at Cliftonville? Fuck me. Half of it's like a spider hand, and then it's like a barcode. It's fucking Who's horrendous. this? <laughs> Who's that? Paul, Paul O'Neill plays for Cliftonville. <laughs> <laughs> shout out for Paulie there. Nice one. <laughs> Here, we Oren Casey, the wee dick too. He knows that he's not trying to stir the pot. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll go, for, we'll go for one more. Best manager you worked under, Rory? Oh, I've been lucky. Um, I've had a few crackers. In, in England, in England was definitely Tim Sherwood. Yeah, Sherwood played me, gave me my debut in preseason and all. Um, Tim Sherwood definitely in England. Back here, fuck. I've had I've had three cracker managers like Shane Keegan, Kenny Shields, Paddy McLaughlin, and Cliftonville. Um, don't know. They all call me the manager, don't they? Like, yeah, yeah. Away, <laughs> he teaches pet. They made, they made a photo of me, like, of a, a fucking dad pushing a prom, and my face was photoshopping the baby and Keeg's fucking. Yeah, uh, I remember that. On the, on the dad, and I was like, fuck's sake. And then it uh, happened at Derry, they all called me the manager's son, and that's happened at fucking Clipwell now. They all call me fucking Paddy's kid. So um, I had to go with um, Paddy McLaughlin at the okay. minute. Because yeah. he'll tax me, he'll listen to us, and he'll tax me and crack up at me. <laughs> Good answer. Um, I have one, Rory. Uh, we seen that you did an article. Go with, ahead. We seen that you did an article with the Derry Journal, and it was when you picked your one to eleven uh, best players you played with, and we actually have yeah. it here. I'm going to call them out. Um, so you went with a three-four-three system. This was back, I think, two years ago. You done this. So you went with Jared Doherty in goal. From Derry, uh, Cameron Dummigan, Kevin Toner, and Ali Sissoko. Random. Yeah, the most random person ever. <laughs> um, your midfield was look at this for a midfield: Joe Cole, Charles Exambia, Graham Burke, Jack Grealish. Wow. And up front was Ronan Curtis, Gabby Bondahar, and Adama Traore. Wow. That is now Bar. Ali Sissoko, who plays like Jimmy Traore after a wisdom tooth surgery. Uh, that That's a pretty good team. <laughs> and here, you know, Ronan talks to me after that and go, how the fuck am I not? That's what we were just going to ask. How have you left your brother out? Um, it was between him and Ronan. Yeah, too. Ronan Curtis had just made his fucking Ireland debut, so I went, no, you're fucking sitting on the bench for Lauren or some Pats <laughs> or wherever you were, and Ronan Curtis is playing for Ireland, so where you go. Fair. You do have a lot of players there that would be would be very, very big, including Gabby of Bonglahor. Do I hear a little bird tells me that you're very friendly with Gabby still? Yep, yep, that still am. Um, still checks up on me, still taxes me. Um he was over for his coaching badges here as well when I was on my coaching badges, so it was good to, to meet up with him again. But yeah, he's um, that man. He always he, I think because he through the academy, you know he um he obviously was in our shoes, so he looks after you a bit more than maybe a first team player maybe bought in or who's just been sold from a different team. You know what I mean? He probably looks out for the academy kids more, but um, yeah, he just probably thought I was funny. But, 
you know, I remember <laughs> he's a dick. I remember. <laughs> so when you're over at um at Villa back in the day, I don't know if they do it now, but all the academy, so your first year and your second year scholars would all go up and you'd had to sing a song for the first thing at Christmas. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, fuck, I get snapped up first. I was, um, I was, they were all laughing at me. So here me, rain I'm up, I'm going to sing Build Me Up Buttercup here. And I went, fucking, why do you build me up? And Gabby up long before fucking shared it out. Does anyone know what he's saying? Is there a translator in here? <laughs> Comedian. I, I like this guy. I went, oh my, scundered me, scundered the life out of me. And I just sat back down, but the whole club was just laughing. And oh I just went, ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hear me. You dick, and he just burst out laughing. Um, <laughs> um, I was going to say, Ch- Charles and Zugby as well. He was with us full time training with the twenty threes. He was an one who, you know, knew he was. I think he was making about hundred k a week at the time, and he was still training with us and taught, uh, helping us. And you know, he was one of the good lads, like you know what I mean. And seeing him with Joe Cohen, everyone in that team was there because they've helped me as well, along with. Not only are they yeah. that good, but they've actually helped you along. And um, even the Dama, I remember everyone. I done a podcast about a year ago, and they were saying about um, they heard me and Adama were still friends. And I said, "Oh, I remember we're out in Malinu playing and we're in the warm up, and fucking Adama obviously turned round and he just went." They got there, he's recognised me, and he's just went, oh, Rory. And I just went, oh, what, well, I don't know what's happening. And he hadn't a clue what I was saying. Like, <laughs> and I just, I, well, what's happening? He's just, oh, what are you doing? All I heard from it, we're ready to play Wolves in the Europa League qualifier. 60,000 fans, and all I hear in the background is all the teammates going, friends, that's <laughs> friends. I went, are you, he's, I think he's concerned you're 40 and you're sitting saying an in-betweeners joke like grow up <laughs> be ready before a big match but it was raging but I um, all of them ones I would still keep in contact like good stuff so so we've 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 slagged off Ronan so much on the podcast um, if he doesn't want to come on that's understandable maybe you grab Gabby or Joe Cole or Charles and Zogby instead and <laughs> next time you're coming on we'll get one of those on instead <laughs> the best mate don't be worrying he, he knows the crack I'm allowed to slag him you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not that's what he's saying to us yeah. he's like hey lads reel it in <laughs> on, on that on that note Rory it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you we've taken loads of your time here now and look you've been an absolute gem love some of the stories and hopefully um, you'll be playing with the man himself we won't name him very very soon again um, but look <laughs> but look best of luck for the rest of the season thank you so much for coming on cheers Rory good lads Thank you, Slaz. Cheers. Average Joe and the pro. So that was our chat with Cliftonville FC midfielder Rory Hale. What an absolute pleasure it was talking to him. His stories are amazing. What a fun chap. I'd love to go with a drink for a drink with someone like that. Just, just very, very enjoyable. Oh, brilliant. Getting nice. him and Mark Ludden in the same room <laughs> will be something I'd be very interested in doing. Oh, they've been in the same room many a time. <laughs> it's, um, probably why, it's probably why they're both at opposite ends of the world at the moment. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, that was class. Um, some of the stories there from, from Rory, not afraid to hold back. Um, and he, he said it there, like he's crackers on the drink. Cause yeah. Like he's just good, good fun. Seemed like a great lad. He actually, so what he was talking about at one stage, what I found mad, like obviously uh, the transfer deadline stuff and, and, and transfers and, and things like that are very different up there. Uh, £30,000 transfer to Cliftonville. Yeah. That is, that's nice. That's a nice bit of money. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, Connor, 
Yeah. What do you think you're actually worth now? Yeah. Like oh. okay, let, let's. I know it's 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 a tough question to Jesus to answer. Mary. It's a tough question to answer because I know how contracts in Ireland work, and I know that like you know when you're finished at one, you can just either sign another or go to another team. I know it's different, but if you are in a situation where you're playing in Northern Ireland, right? Let's yeah. just put you up there for a second. What price would you expect to be on your head? I know it's a tough question. Oh God, I don't know, Gareth. Like. Stop me when I'm wrong, right? We'll go 10 grand. 10 grand? I was thinking of fucking chicken curry dinner or something. <laughs> 10 grand? Will you relax? I don't know, you see. I'm learning all these things. 10 grand? I think you're worth 10 grand. 10 grand in what fucking market? In, a, in, in just your standard deadline uh, day. After the season I had last year, no chance. I'd be okay, after your best season with Galway. Ah, oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It Two depends. chicken curry dinners. <laughs> it depends on what uh, the finances of the team, that, that how badly they want you. Do you know what I mean? Like the, It's so different because up there in the north, like Rory's there talking, signing three-year contracts, two-and-a-half-year contracts. I've never signed more than a fucking 44-week contract. Which is mad. Uh, did, are they going to ever change that, do you think? Um, I think they will. Like, I think I think there is, there is teams like Shamrock Rovers, Dundalk... Derry at the moment are, are throwing out big contracts. The top teams are doing it. It's just the kind of bottom half, the Premier and all the First Division that is very much um, just season contracts. Like it's just the way it is. Um, but like you know, even in the First Division now, Waterford, Galway are gone full time. Um, so like there is kind of. But even what he was saying, like so, in my head when he was saying, when you asked him a great question, you were like, "What's the the, the difference in standard?" Right? You mm. asked him the difference in standard, and when he said it's mad, and this is obviously after we found out that all the money that that goes on up there and all the transfers and everything, I was thinking, obviously, I've never seen that many of those games, or whatever. I was like, okay, the standard up there must be so much better. But then he was like, oh no, it's League of Ireland standard is so much better. Mad, but then the there's not there's no huge prices, there's no transfers, people aren't getting big contracts. Mm. Why is that? I don't know, Gar. I really don't know. Like the, tell like, me now. I don't know. Like Linfield, Linfield, Cliftonville, Crusaders, Larne, big like, teams, big teams that are throwing money out for fun. Yeah, and like, like lads are getting signing on fees and they're signing for teams and like we get nothing but a scarf. Do you know what I mean? When we're signing for a team down in the League of Ireland. Like it's literally just sign the paper, play football, play your player football. Some teams don't even pay for preseason. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it's just so far off. What it seems to be in the north, but then standard wise here, yeah. like our league, even first vision, is quite tactical. Yeah. Um, and he said it in the thing, like I would totally agree with him there. I've watched a couple of Northern Irish games, there's a lot of hoofball in the air, a lot of ball in the air. Um they're on BBC a good bit. Um like there's just compared to League of Ireland, a lot of the good teams in, in Ireland and even the teams like like likes ourselves, Wexford, like we want to play football. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So um, this, that that why that would be different, but financial wise, I can't answer that. Okay, um, we, it's investment that needs to come from. from of course, upper. I just wanted to get a feel. I just wanted to get a feel. But anyway, look, that was an amazing chat with Rory. Uh, such a pleasure. I can't wait to get him back on. Maybe he'll come back on with Gabby Abanglahor in the future. That would be cool. Yeah, that will be pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, uh, we didn't actually get to ask him, but like, what would you rate Gabby Abanglahor as a player? Me? Yeah, I think he's 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 just like me. Right, Gabby Abanglahor. I tell you why, right? Why? Because you get to a point. You have no pace. No, no, no. <laughs> it has nothing to do with how we play. It's the age in which we drop off. <laughs> and I know when I hit thirty, just like Gabby, that's it. That's it for me. Do you know, I have a couple more months in me. 
and then I'm Gabby at Bangalore, and I'm done. <laughs> Do you know? I'm sorry, Gabby, if you're listening, but like the stats are there. Yeah. 30 years old and over. Didn't yeah. work. And I, I feel Gabby was a great player. Back in the day, Gabby, Gabby at Bangalore, John Carew, and Ashley Young. Wow. On their day, unstoppable. And like that's what Martin O'Neill's villa were yeah. getting Europa League spots, you know, UEFA Cup spots, whatever it was, or, 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 or really, and no one wanted to play them. They were great players, and Gabby was so, so pacey. Gabby be one of those lads you'd have to have in your fantasy football team if he was around these days. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we're getting off topic. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you do like, subscribe, uh, the podcast, leave a review. We'd really appreciate that. It does It does help with the... the, the we think it does. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. But we like to think <laughs> yeah. we know what we're doing. <laughs> we, we will keep saying it. We're going to keep saying it, okay? Have a good one, and we'll talk to you next week. The crowd are on their feet. Average Joe and the pro. It's all over. If you like what you heard, please make sure to subscribe to the show and tell your friends to check it out too. And if you fancy leaving a review, it'll help other average Joes and potential pros find our series. We'll be back next week with another episode for you. Average Joe and the Pro, landing every Friday.